Welcome, for your listening pleasure, to the one and only Deep Dish Talking, Calling, and Probably Screaming Podcast. Yep, you know it. It's What'd You Say? The place where we break down all things communication, tidbits on conversations, technology that has enhanced it, and stupid things people have done because of it. I'm your host, Exner, and once again, you're listening to What'd You Say? I have a lot of experiments with communication personally, dear listener, as I have had many a conversation and have been put into many a situation. The biggest thing that has drawn me into how people communicate is my general love for people and the way they interact. For whatever reason, I'm drawn to the way human beings talk to one another. Maybe it's the fact that people have tried to figure out how to properly explain their thoughts for decades, and yet we still mess it up. So on this podcast, my mission is to delve into just why haven't we figured it out, and in my own life, how crazy some people are. So hold tight and listen in. Today, on What'd You Say, we will be delving into the very confusing and sometimes frustrating thing called conversation. I blabbed a little last episode on that, and now I'm going to unpack it even more. There are four types of conversation that I like to call the four D's of talking. These four go as follows. Discourse, dialogue, diatribe, and debate. So let's talk discourse, which in a, in a sense is to deliver information to another person, cooperatively speaking. So discourse is not you going to your little sister saying, Hey mom says that you have to clean your room. And if your little sister is refusing to hear what you just said, sorry to break it to you, but that is not cooperative. If I want to give a really good life example, a professor speaking to his students is a perfect one. All the students want to hear what the professor has to say. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have been a little uncooperative times when listening to a lecture, in the sense that I might be daydreaming or maybe on my phone. Now, I know my professors are going to hear this, but I promise it's nothing against you. It's just me. Oops. Anyway, now the second D of conversation is dialogue, which is the most common most used by everyone. Its main purpose is to build relationships and exchange information. So, in this form, you've got to be talking back and forth with both sides having to say. If my fiancé and I are talking to one another, and I start talking to her rather than with her, it goes back to the first D. And I haven't met anyone who likes being talked to in a dialogue-type conversation. There is two people talking to one another, wanting to share stories or info. One time, I was talking with my brother, and I was talking to him, and he wasn't paying attention, or wasn't being cooperative. He wasn't giving me any info back to me, and as I continued to talk, he stopped responding, to which I finally decided I didn't want to have anything to do with it. That wasn't exactly a great conversation, which can hurt relationships. That's the thing with conversations. They can build and hurt your friendships. But don't worry, my brother and I, we always work it out. So we have discourse and dialogue. Third on the list is diatribe. This is more so one way to let out emotion. So venting, or complaining, or expressing your opinion on the subject. For example, in today's day and time, a very diatribe type of conversation is what do you think of Trump or Trudeau? And then they go on a 15-minute rant about how they really like or dislike that person, with no desire for someone else to comment. Diatribe doesn't always come up in a friendly conversation, but it can come for some interesting topics and opinions. 
I remember at one point, I was talking to my fiancé, and all of a sudden, I got a burst of inspiration about one of my novels. And for the next half an hour, I talked about what I wanted to write. After that, I realized how long I had talked off her ear, and I felt a little bad. But thankfully, she was more inspired by what I had said, and she said she was glad that I had passions. Now we are at the last D. Dun-dun-dun. The last D is debate. Now this last one is pretty straightforward and can be easily remembered because it's a word people use often. There are plenty of debates, like the presidential debate, scientific debates, debates between friends, the list goes on. So debate's biggest purpose is to convince the other person that they are wrong and to change their mind. This happens consistently and often within most relationships. My brother and I had a debate one time. Almost every time he went out for coffee, and he would always want to tell me which coffee was best. He was adamant that Robbins was best because it's cheap and you can taste the money you save. I was not quite convinced as I believed, although it was more expensive, Starbucks was a better quality coffee. My brother would not try it though because he was certain that Robbins was better. Eventually, through debate, I was able to convince him that Starbucks tasted better, but he unfortunately didn't think the price was worth it. But I still see it as a win. All the information in this section of our podcast was brought to you by David W. Angel and his article on the four types of conversation. Fun fact about conversations, human beings feel as though they are not heard when multiple people are speaking. However, the thing is, most people while waiting and listening in conversation are thinking what they're going to say next. Unfortunately, this can hurt your relationships. Now, if you listen intently to what you say, they are more easily able to discern what you're going to say, and they will feel heard and wanted. I find it helps. If you sound out in your head each sentence the other person is saying, if you have trouble paying attention. Something that constantly bothers me is when people seem to be listening to what you're saying, but aren't. Now, most of the time you think it's their fault because they aren't listening, but at the same time, you should try and get them to be focused on what you're saying first. For example, if I'm holding my phone and watching TikTok, and you begin talking to me about your day, there's a good chance I won't hear a word you're saying, because I probably don't even realize that you're talking. So once I'm looking at you, and my phone is off, then when you talk, there's more of a certainty that I will hear what you're saying. However, if in this scenario the person you're talking to picks up their phone in the middle of your conversation, or just completely ignores you and begins talking over you, I wouldn't talk to them very long. I gotta say it, it's really sad, but a lot of people believe that they don't have anything worthwhile to say because of rude dudes who won't let them speak. I've gotta say, dear listener, you should always feel respected and heard in conversation. When it's a two-way combo, you have every right to feel heard. If you don't, I would highly advise to talk to your friends about it. If they are apologetic and say they will change, then don't worry and continue to try and make yourself be heard. However, if they seem to think it's your fault and blame it on you, I wouldn't be very close friends with those people anymore. No one has ever been unworthy of support in conversation. I will so say, though, that some people are natural listeners and some are natural talkers. That being said, 
If you know your friend talks more, let them talk, but push yourself to talk more too. I'm sure they want to hear what you have to say. I, for one, love hearing other people's opinions and thoughts. And I am also a really big talker, unfortunately, and I have to try really hard not to talk too much. Which brings me to something that's a little personal in my opinion, but something I'd like to share. My fiancé and I are opposites in that way. I'm a talker. I constantly am telling her my opinion and voicing my thoughts, but she is naturally a better listener than I am, and so she'll sit patiently and listen to me, and at times I'll look at her and I'll be like, you don't have anything to say? Like, do you want to talk? And she'll look at me and just smile, and she says, no, I like hearing you talk, and that's all well and good, but sometimes I feel like I'm just preaching at her, and that's not at all what I want her to feel. I want her to feel heard, and so there are times where when I know she has something to say, I'll purposely completely be silent, which at times can be extremely difficult for me as I just have a hard time shutting up. <laughs> so I'll just be silent and I'll just wait. And sometimes after a few minutes, she'll start talking. And I feel as though sometimes as a whole, people are a little more worried to leave silence and especially when they're with others, to have that silence just hang there. It can be a little bit of a scary thing to some people. And I know that as a talker myself, I hate having silence for too long. I need to have something going like music or a podcast to listen to or just something so there's not silence. But it's also a very good practice to just be alone with your thoughts and give other people in conversation a chance to speak as well. Now, you're saying, Exner, that's hard to do. I don't want to, to just be quiet. I have so much on my mind. Trust me, I get you. I'm the same way. I want to speak as much as I can to try and figure out what's going on. And as a personal overthinker, I want to know exactly what's going on. And anybody I'm talking to is mind. I just keep on blabbing and blabbing and blabbing until eventually I'm hoping they'll react to something I said. But as I've learned in my relationships and friendships, sometimes the best thing you can do is just to take a moment, breathe, and just relax. And just think about what's going on. What what are you talking about? I'll tell you something even more personal than before. And I know I've said that a couple of times and it maybe wasn't that personal to you, but it's personal to me. And I like sharing things with people and I want to help people. So here's a really good example. So I proposed to my fiance and um, on the way back, I had something planned to do with friends that day. And in my mind, now, some people are going to be like, boo, but in my mind, I thought that was okay. I thought that because I had this weekly thing that I do every Saturday, that just because I proposed to her, that wouldn't change anything, that that doesn't matter. And that sounds really harsh, and I know it does, but that's the way I processed it. And as we're heading back home after I had proposed... 
she became upset and I was lost as to why. I didn't understand because we had talked about it already. She had said, it's fine. And I was very confused. I, I thought to myself, I, I drove her out to this beautiful location to propose. I've been spending so many hours in the car with her. Why is she upset? And so instead of just talking to her until I force an, something out of her, I decided that I was going to just sit there for a bit and think. And so I sat there as I drove and after probably at least five minutes of just silence in the car, I turned to her and I said, I'll cancel that with my friends because this is more important. And it just took me that few minutes to process that I was maybe being a little bit selfish in a way. And maybe I didn't think of how important this day is to someone else. And I'm not saying that this day, that day wasn't important to me. Of course it was. It was the day that I got engaged to the love of my life. But I didn't realize how much more important it was to her. And once I processed that and just took that silence, that moment of clarification, I was able to just process what she was going through, what she was thinking. And I realized that, yeah, I was in the wrong. That little thing that I did weekly with friends, I can postpone to the next week. I can take a day off from that and spend time with my fiance. And that's exactly what we did. We went out to celebrate and got some food and were able to, to hang out and celebrate what had happened. And that's a personal story from me dear listener, and I know that not everyone can always relate immediately to these things, but that's what I'm trying to say here. Long story short, I want you to be able to take time, just a few minutes sometimes in conversation, to process what the other person is thinking. It really helps so that they know they're being listened to and you know you're being heard. Well, that's all the time I have for today, dear listener. Remember, to pursue conversation with your fellow human beings as much and as often as you can. There are people all around us all the time, and it's just a shame that we don't get to hear as much from them. Remember to stay loose and stay safe. This is Exner, and you've been listening to What'd You Say?